Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. Unstoppable Faith. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. Uh, I believe you've been blessed by God as you follow through with this program. You watch around the world and we are so thankful to everybody that has been writing to us as we bring you this uh, revelation on the power of uh, faith. You see, faith uh, is uh, one of the most powerful aspects and dynamics that we need to have in order to live for God and uh, to fall through with everything that he has called us to do for his kingdom. Again, we say faith is not just something that you use to obtain something from God. Faith is a powerful tool that empowers us to do what? To live for the kingdom of God. So I'm excited as you join us around the world, giving you the revelation of the kingdom of God, giving you the revelation of the dynamics of faith and how to develop unstoppable faith. On today's program, I want to show you what stops us from uh, really walking in the power of faith because uh, faith is something that is... Um, that is, uh, that is uh, very powerful and I want to show you uh, some of the things that many of us fail to do when it is time to step out in faith. So I'm going to be uh, talking about uh, the power of an attitude because uh, faith is really just an attitude towards God and towards what God has spoken and towards the Word of God. When you have an, a great attitude before God, uh, uh, you have faith. When you place your faith in God, you are developing a great attitude towards God, towards His Word, and towards that which He has called you. A bad attitude usually causes us to lose. A good attitude causes us to do what? To win. Faith is an attitude that believes God even when it doesn't see where it is going. So with this program today, I want to help you get out of um get out of the wilderness. You may feel like you are in a wilderness where, you know, you can't seem to go forward, move forward in your life. You may seem like uh, things are not uh, moving according to the way you want to move them. So I want to help you understand the dynamics of faith and, uh, and, uh, and the greatness and the importance of it so that you see what God desires from us. And here is uh, where we're going to start from. We're going to look at the book of uh, Numbers. Uh, in the book of Numbers, we see something very interesting. Uh, it tells of the story of God's people, the Israelites, uh, journey out of Egypt toward the promised land. They were now moving out of uh, you know, Egypt into the promised land uh, uh, through the wilderness. You see, you can't get to the promised land without passing through the wilderness. In the wilderness, that's where your faith will be required. That's where your attitude towards God and towards His Word and to lead your life will show up. So here, the children of Israel now, they are about to do what? They are about to step out of Egypt, the wilderness. 
they're about to step out of Egypt into the wilderness to the promised land. So first, they are getting out of the place which, um, uh, out of the place that was uh, an oppressive uh, place. Egypt represented oppression. They were oppressed. Now, they're going to get out of their oppressive situation into the wilderness. In the wilderness, everything is dry. There is nothing going on. There's nothing happening. So they are gonna go now into the wilderness uh, where again it's gonna seem like uh, it is uh, you know there is a desolation or anything like that but look at this along this journey through the desert God's presence and provision was miraculous with his people but uh, despite this the Israelites displayed uh, several attitude problems they even when they saw God provide even when they saw God move in their lives they displayed uh, several problems with their attitude why because you see they did not put their faith in God they did not develop the relationship and the fellowship with God based on believing the word of God that God had spoken to their leader Moses so here because they can't grasp the word that God gave to Moses their attitude will be bad God provided for them God provided manna God provided water God provided provided everything they needed in the wilderness but still their attitude was terrible towards God why because when you don't have faith in who God is and you only believe God for supplying something you may feel lonely at some time when you don't see what you need they're in the wilderness it's not funny it's not all that great and their attitude towards God is bad why because their faith in God was totally dependent only on the provision of God so let's let's follow along here here are the attitude problems they displayed they displayed uh, several several attitude uh, issues and some of the attitude issues they displayed was uh, complaining you can look it up in numbers chapter 16 verse 41 to 51 and the, the other one was uh, coveting you see if you don't have faith in what God is doing in your life or with your life you begin to covet someone else's uh, blessings because uh, you don't believe what God God has already said in your life or you don't believe where God is taking you then you begin to look at someone else oh my goodness they are so blessed oh my goodness look at that no we are not supposed to compare our lives with someone else's life God has a purpose and a plan specifically for you and it looks totally different from other people's uh, gift and other people's uh, you know journey in life so we are supposed to be faithful to the word that God has said in our lives by not comparing who we are to other people we are different you are unique created by one God but you are very much unique and God delights in that uniqueness I got five kids and uh, each one of them is totally different there are you know this one does things differently but they are all from one DNA my DNA but they are different and I'm not trying to make them look like me because uh, they can't be like me I can't be like them you see so here is what they 
what, what leads now to rebellion uh, uh, from God and abandoning God is if you can't put your faith in the word or the, th the promises of God or who God is, then you are going to feel like he is not there as you rebel from him. So here, four things that the children of Israel displayed because of a lack of faith in the word that God had told them to get out of Egypt into the wilderness. He was going to take care of them and uh, into the promised land. But it's like uh, it gets bad before it gets better. So you may be there going through stuff, thinking God has left you, thinking nothing is happening. I want to tell you something. Sometimes what happens in our lives is that it gets bad before it gets better. So here the children of Israel are going to find out. Uh, they are coming from Egypt. Egypt was terrible. It represents oppression, but at least they had some food. Now they're going to go into the wilderness where their total fellowship and relationship with God will be required. And uh, this uh, fellowship and relationship will be dependent on uh, unstoppable and unshakable faith. But they failed uh, that test. So they began to do what? They complained. They coveted uh, 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 Egypt. They told Moses, did you get us here to kill us? Why don't we just go back? And then uh, they doubted God. You see, if you don't have faith in who God is, you're going to doubt God's provision. You're going to doubt what God has spoken in your life. You're going to doubt where God is taking you. Why? Because you don't have the faith, first of all, of loving God for who He is. All you are loving God for is for Him to provide for you and let me tell you brothers and sisters it becomes really difficult if we just want to trust God for what he can give so here the other thing that kicked in was what it was rebellion they rebelled before God so God saw their attitude you see, God saw their attitude and responded. His response to his people in the wilderness would be a lesson that the Old and the New Testament writers recounted numerous times throughout the Bible. Why? Because it's a very important race lesson. And I want to share this lesson with you so that you begin to understand the dynamics of this. So this is a lesson we still need to hear and learn from so that we could discover how to get out of our own personal wilderness season and not get stuck in the journey of life. You know, every journey of life, anywhere you want to go, whether you want to be a doctor, for example, or you want to be uh, an ace, for example, you're going to go through a season of uh, a wilderness where you're going to be studying by yourself. Nobody will be there to study with you. You study by yourself. You will feel lonely by yourself. Nobody will be there. But people will come and begin to praise you when you are practicing you see so if you get discouraged when you are on your journey to becoming that which God has called you then you're gonna fail it requires a faith in that which you're studying to complete your mission so here attitude matters to God Attitude matters to God. And here's the reason. Attitudes leaves us behind in the wilderness. If you have a bad attitude, it's either you're going to remain in the wilderness or if you have a good attitude, you're going to go through the wilderness.
You see, God had called them to go through the wilderness, but their attitude made them stuck in the wilderness. Their attitude of complaining, their attitude of the unthankfulness, their attitude of uh, trying to worship other God other than any other God. You see, they saw God provide. That's why I tell people, you see, you don't have to love God for only what that which He provides for you. You got to love God for who He is. Look here. Attitude matters in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, having a great attitude matters. An attitude can take you out of a wilderness or get you out of problems. So here, uh, the Israelites' attitude in the wilderness uh, uh, was such that God was disgusted about it. And if you know the story, which we're not going to cover right away, you find that all those people who went through the wilderness, they did not make it to the promised land. And this will surprise you, including their leader, Moses. Moses, the great mighty Moses, who experienced the presence of God, who saw God work powerfully, who saw the magnificent and tangible power of God, he also failed to do what? To enter into the promised land. You know why? Here's the reason why Moses failed to enter into the promised land. God, he, he first he gave into the complainings and the, 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 you know, the, the people's complaining and the people's bad attitude. You you see, bad attitude of others can cause you to run away from God. Bad attitude of others can cause you to do what? To abandon what God is trying to do. Because you are getting the behaviors of others, and the behaviors of others can conform you into what they are. And that's not what God has called you. The Bible says what? We should not be conformed by the patterns of this world. Why? Because its bad attitude can cause you to run away from the presence of God and the mission that God has given you. So here is Moses, the greater and mighty Moses, failing to enter into the promised land. Why? Because Moses in you what was happening? Moses knew in, 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 in the Bible that God had called him. God had called him. God had called him to lead the people. But God did not tell him to have a bad attitude. So Moses, what does he do? Here is Moses now. Moses is about to lead the people. And Mo the people begins to complain. The people begins to whine. The people begins to, to complain throughout. And we are told in the Bible that God spoke to Moses to do what? To speak to the rock so that water can come out and the people can drink. But Moses was disgusted. He was disgusted because of the people's complaining, because of the people's doubts, the people's attitude was bad, and he let their attitude spill out into his heart. And what did he do? Moses could not even hear properly the voice of God that said, speak to the stone and let the water comes out. Because of the bad attitude of the people, Moses reacted badly, he was offended, and what does he do? He smacks the the the, the rock for water to gush out. And uh, because of that, the, the, the Lord told Moses, you and the rest of the Israelites, you are not going to enter into the promised land. You see, what stopped them to enter into the promised land was their bad attitude. It was the bad attitude. You can be a Christian, you can be a, a powerful man, woman of God, but if your attitude towards God and towards people is terrible, let me tell you something. There is something that happens. You will 
will fail to fulfill your mandate. You will fail to fulfill that which God has called you because you've allowed the attitude of other people to sway, you know, I mean, to push you away from your goal. You see, when you have faith in that which God has called you, when you have unstoppable vision and unstoppable faith, you can never give in to other people's attitude because you believe so much so into that which God has called you unshakably. So here, it was the Israelites' bad attitude in the wilderness which resulted in them getting stuck for 40 years in that wilderness. You see, some of the churches, some of uh, Christians, some of believers are stuck in the wilderness. Why? They can't see the presence of God. They can't see the power of God. They can't see the tangible anointing of God. Why? Because of an attitude. Our God can move anytime. Our God is a God who can move at any time but you know why we're not experiencing the presence of God or revival around the world our attitude our attitude needs to be in church our attitude needs to comply with the Spirit of God with the heart of God with the love of God with the grace of God when your attitude is connected to the source of your creation which is God the Creator you begin to see things differently you begin to see other people differently and that is what faith calls us to do when you have unshakable faith guess what you have you are developing an attitude of, de- of believing God and standing on his word without being moved you can't be corrupted by by money you can't be corrupted by anything you can't be moved by nothing because you know that which you have been called to do I have been called to proclaim the gospel and nothing can change that I have been called to co- to comply with the word of God and nothing can change that you know why my attitude is uh, is 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 a surrender to the attitude of the kingdom of God people who have the attitude of the kingdom of God they see things as God sees them they see things as God sees them not as the world sees them so here God's plan for them was to pass through the wilderness, not to stay in the wilderness. God did not say, I want you to stay in the wilderness. That was not the plan. The plan was for the children of Israel to pass through the wilderness, to go through the wilderness, not to stay in the wilderness. But again, what made them stay in the wilderness? Attitude. They complained towards Moses, their leader. They complained and made God, you know, God out of an idol. Isn't that the same thing with us? When we feel like God is not near us, we begin to make believe. We begin to do stuff to try and fill that void because we think like God is delaying. Stop trying to make God act on your behalf. You just worship God and glorify God and stay true to the word of God and God will do the rest. So their attitude slowed them down. It slowed the momentum of God. You know, God can act anytime. God can take you out of the place where you are right now. God can change your situation right now. God can propel you to do things that he has called you to do right now. But could it be that uh, it is an attitude that you've picked up because you haven't seen what you need to see that, that, that is stopping you right now or slowing you down? 
You see, Jesus came with a different attitude. The religious leaders were segregating many people because they felt righteous, but their heart was far away from God. And when Jesus showed up, he had a different attitude, different attitude towards people, different attitude towards God. He would say, here's what a great attitude towards God would say. I did not come here to do my own thing. I came to do the will of my Father. Why? Because my attitude is connected to the attitude and the will and the purposes of God. So their bad attitude slowed them. Now, here's a question. What is an attitude? What is an attitude? And how powerful is it to get us in or out of a situation? You see, we go to church with an attitude, whether you like it or not, or whether you've noticed or not. We go to church with an attitude, an attitude of, uh, I'm not going to worship, I'm so tired. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to go and sit there and hear the word of God preached. And then I go home. I just put in a shift that Sunday I went to church and you are church. Listen, God is not just looking for us to go and assemble together. You see, a church that just assembles with everyone else other than connecting to the one who is the reason for the church. Then you know what we have? We just have a club. We may as well go to the club where his presence is not there. You see, when we go to church with a different attitude, we are seeking the very presence of God. We want God to be present in our church. We want God to be present in our lives. I want to come from the church knowing that I was touched by the presence of God. My mind was touched by the presence of God. I don't want to go to a church where, you know, I go in depressed and come out more depressed. You know why? Because the presence of God is not there. And this can be changed if we change our our, the, our, our, our attitude of how we enter into the praise of God. The Bible in Psalms tells us what? It says this, enter into the courts of God with what? With a thanksgiving and praise. That is an attitude. That is a key to, to do what? To experiencing the presence of God. So here, an attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Or a viewpoint, outlook, perspective, stance, or position that we, po we, we, we stand on. An attitude is a reflective of a person's action or behavior towards someone or towards something. You see, this is great because uh, look, th there is a verse in the Bible that says that uh, before you offer uh, uh, your sacrifice before God, before you offer your sacrifice before God. Go back and reconcile and then come back and do what? And finish your sacrifice. You know why? Let me give you the context of that scripture. That scripture is talking about an attitude before you and God. You see, repentance isn't just repenting because I did something wrong. I'm going to have a clean, a clean attitude before God on, and how I enter into the presence of God. So here is what is happening here. Uh, uh, before you offer your sacrifice, leave your, you know, you leave it on the altar, go back and reconcile. You know why? Because God desires us to offer our sacrifice with a clean heart, with a clean spirit, with a, a clean mindset. And that is the desire of God. So these people would leave their sacrifice and go back into, you know, into, into, into the city to look for the person who was offended before they can come back and finish their sacrifice. 
sacrifice. Now why? Here's the reason. God is not interested in your gift. I want you to write that down. And God does not bless the gift. He blesses the people. So your attitude, you know, the spirit behind what you give to God is far more important than the gift that you bring to God. Write that down. The spirit in which you give to God is far more important than your gift. If you give God with a bad attitude, guess what? You, your sacrifice will not be acceptable before God. Why? Because your attitude stinks before God. I just said that word. Your attitude stinks before God. Look at Cain and Eb. What happened? What? They both sacrificed before God. Only one person's gift was acceptable before God. Why? Go find that out. It was because of their attitude towards God. So the attitude in which you give to God is far more important than your gift. God desires us to have a greater attitude as we enter into his presence. Not a mean-spirited, you know, you go to church and mean-spirited, we gossip just like anyone else. We're not different like the world and we're expecting God to move come on God won't move like that. He will move with the people that have surrendered their heart to say, God, my attitude, let my attitude be the attitude of the kingdom of God, be the attitude of the spirit of God, be the attitude of the love of God. That will get God moving into our lives and we're going to see miracles. So here, in the Christian world, attitude is often defined as being happy and joyful in the Lord. Well, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes in seeming denial or, or of challenging realities. So in Christian circles, we say he is, he's got a great attitude because he is happy or joyful in the Lord. That view is uh, insufficient and limited to true Christ-like attitude. True Christ-like attitude goes beyond being happy and feelings. You see, to have a great attitude is not just to be happy, uh, to feel happy, or to be what, or, or, or to have uh, feelings of being happy. I'm happy, then I've got a great attitude. Not at all. You know, through the experiences of the Israelites in exile, we learn that while the biblical wilderness is a place of danger, temptation and chaos it also it was also a place for solitude nourishment and revelation from God the Israelites were tried in the wilderness and they failed the test as a result their wilderness experience stretched to 40 years why attitude when Moses took the Israelites into the wilderness they were thirsty and angry Moses in faith prayed for God to sustain them and God responded with water and manna you can see that in Exodus 15:27 uh, through to 16:35 God came to them in the wilderness spoke to the people and through a cloud he did what he formed and uh, he formed a covenant with the Israelites testing their faith and consecrating them in service to God you see God will test your faith he will test your faith in his word 
He will test your faith and your ability to stand the test of time. Why? Because you love Him for who He is and not for what you can get from Him. You see, faith, your faith will be tested and the devil will test your faith. You know what sickness does to us? It comes to taste our very belief system if we truly believe this Jesus. You've heard people say, oh, you, you, you sick and you're saying Jesus will heal you and, and it, it looks terrible because, you know, we want Jesus here heal me so that the people see me. Listen, whether he heals me or he doesn't, I love him regardless of what I see and what I experience. He is my God. It's like your children. You know, if you have a children that are not behaving well, they are not doing too well, you don't say you don't love them because of that. You love them regardless of what they are doing. Why? They are part of your DNA. So as a Christian, what God desires us to have is to have a DNA of the kingdom of God. Loving God without being shaken by sickness, loving God without being shaken by poverty, loving God without being shaken by lack of money, loving God without being shaken by any circumstances in our lives. Why? Because we believe God for who He is and not for what we can get from Him. And this was the problem with the children of Israel. They just wanted to get to the promised land and that became very difficult for them to do what, to do what God had called them to do. So as we wind up this program, and we're going to do part two uh, with you here. I just want to show you some things. Life in the wilderness provided uh, uh, proved to be a place of uh, barrenness, anger, confusion, and God's testing. Also a source of nourishment, provision from God and revelation and manifestations of God's presence. Let me end right there. Here's the reason. Uh, right now, as you're going through any situation or circumstance in your life, you've seen God has provided. You've, you have a testimony. Just because you haven't seen the greater testimony of that which you're looking for doesn't mean that God is not there. God is with you. God is with you in your wilderness. God is with you in your situation. Stay true to the word of God. Don't run away to go and try and make God, you know, make things happen. God has got you. Stay true. Be still and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. I just want to pray with you. If you are there, you've never given your life to the Lord, you know, sometimes the wilderness can kill you and crashers I just want you to pray before me say dear Jesus I surrender my life to you cleanse me wash me in Jesus's name I receive you as my personal Savior save me from every spirits and clean spirits in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord and uh, may the Lord bless you for praying that prayer we want to hear from you write to us life at kazumbachows.com. May the Lord bless you and watch over you as you continue to watch Unstoppable Faith. Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If you've been impacted or blessed by this program, please email your testimony or prayer request to life at kazumbacharles.com.